Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Live from the studios of News Talk 1480 WHBC, it's Kenny and JT. Time to talk some high school basketball here on the Kenny and JT Show. We bring in the radio voice of football and basketball here on 1480. Our good buddy, you know him as Bells, Dan Belford. How are you, Bells? Doing great, uh, Kenny, JT. Hope you guys are doing well, too. Yeah, we are, Bells. Love checking in with you so you can get us caught up to date on everything that's uh, happening with high school, uh, I almost said football, high school basketball <laughs> in the area. Uh, and, Bells, uh, a big one for everybody tomorrow night. Uh, McKinley at Louisville. Let's talk about both of these teams. Start right there. Uh, let's go with the 11-4 and Bulldogs. What have you seen for the, from them that makes you think maybe they can go into Louisville tomorrow night and get a win? Well, I think uh, as we've watched them through this year, and we've seen them a few times now, he is defensively they're really starting to put their their mark on a game, which has been something the good McKinley teams over the years have been uh, noted for. It's just I, I think Louisville is going to see probably the best pressing defense they've seen up to this point, uh, the best defense for just pushing you to the sidelines and trapping you. And I'm interested to see how well they handle that. They they have more than enough talent uh, to do so with, with Bo and with Hayden Nigro and the other kids on the team. But it's a McKinley team to me, and they were so impressive in the win against Glen Oak, which was a very fast and physical game, and it came down to very key moments in the game and clutch shots at the end to make it happen. They just continue to impress on both ends of the court. They're more confident on offense. And defensively, I think, is what's going to carry them down the stretch into the tournament to have a good balance with the offense. Dan, you've seen a lot of great local hoops. Who do you compare Reed Sims and McKinley to? Oh, my gosh, JT. That's that's a great question. Uh, He's got qualities of a lot of people. I think he has the qualities of uh, uh, Gary Grant comes to mind defensively. He can play that kind of ball. He has wonderful wingspan and great length and Defensively, he doesn't overcommit. He's got attributes of, of an, a Raymar Morgan down low, not as big. He's a little more slender, but he finds ways to find little windows and little gaps to get in between defenders and, and clean things up down there. Those two come to mind for me, and, and I wouldn't go past saying like a Kobe Johnson, too, because wow. he can handle off the dribble, and he can elevate from anywhere. He's not just a catch-and-shoot kid. He can create off the dribble. And that may sound a little vague to some people, but there aren't a lot of kids in high school that can create three off the dribble. A lot of kids are catch and shoot. A lot of kids are coached that way, and they're coached to their strengths in that manner. But he's that type of kid. He's a little combination of everybody, and then he has his own personality he puts in the game. I like his defensive posture. I like his confidence. I've seen him have some very slow starts in a game by the end of the game. He's the kid you're going to, and he's the kid that's dictating things throughout the course of the game. 
how much fun will it be? And I don't know if they'll be matched up from the get-go, Bells, okay? But I'm guessing at some point, mano y mano, right? Reed Sims going against Hayden Nigro. I can't imagine that won't happen. Yeah, it's right. both in that 6-5 range. And mm-hmm. Hayden especially, and I think I've talked about this for, before, he and Montarubio at Jackson, they're both lefties. They both play a very similar game where they love to, to, to isolate you on the right wing and finish on the left side of the lane. They're very adept at that. Uh, he's a very good shooter. He's a high percentage at the foul line. He can go in. He can go outside. And what I like about Hayden in his game, he's, he's a smart player. If there's a better shot than what he has, he's going to make sure someone's going to get it or he's going to create the great shot instead of the good shot himself. He can finish at the rim, I think, is a big concern for McKinley. New system with the Bulldogs now with a new head coach this year with Sean Weatherspoon coming in. Obviously, Louisville, a couple of years under Siegfried right now. You think the Bulldogs are starting to really take their shape right now as they get closer towards the tournament? Is it a different Bulldog squad than it was maybe beginning of the season? So I think it was a team at the beginning of the season that just hustled and played hard on both ends. Not that they don't do that now. But they had those characteristics till they found themselves and found the personalities on the court. And Coach Weatherstone was trying to find the right blend of starters and the right rotations off the bench. Yes, they're doing all the right things down the stretch uh, to get them ready for the tournament. Louisville is too. And case in point is that loss to St. Ed could have derailed a lot of teams because they had a, a stretch in that game, I think, where St. Ed did a 25-5 to run on them. Yeah, and put him up big, and Louisville fought hard and almost pulled it out. But the next game is against an opponent that you're supposed to take out pretty easily. And if you've got your head on straight, you go out and you do that. Well, they did that. They didn't have any letdown. They didn't look in the rearview mirror. They bounced their opponent by about 30 points. And now here comes the big task on Friday night. That gym's going to be rocking over in Louisville Friday night. I can't wait. Talking with Dan Belford, high school hoops in Stark County. We've got you covered on WHBC and WHBCSports.com. Radio games of the week, streaming games of the week. Go to our webpage, WHBCSports.com. You can find out where we're at, what game you're going to listen to, and where to find it. And, Bells, a little more on uh, Coach Siegfried's team, and we're going to chat with him a little later. I want your input on this. They're 15-2. and two. The only losses have been to the Saints, St. Ignatius, and St. Ed's, and no shame in losing to those guys, right? Those are two of the top teams in the entire state. One was on, well, actually both were on the road. So road losses, right? They haven't lost at home. This is a home game. But how do you think those games have helped Coach Siegfried and his players to this point and moving forward? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know what they're going to be up against come tournament time. And yeah. Tom has created a schedule to elevate to that and to propel yourself to that and get on a platform of success, which they have. I mean, guys, they've got um, McKinley, you know, uh, this Friday that we're doing. The following week they take on the Tigers. And uh, that game is at Maslin, and that's a tough place to win. And you finish out with Hoover and Northwest, which is an outstanding team over in the IVC. And then you've got Central Catholic who can play up with anybody. So it's not an easy path. To the end of the season, it will tell me a lot about their character moving forward, which up to this point, my gosh, it's fantastic. And maybe, in my opinion, for what it's worth, this might be the best team Tom's had up to this point. He's had some good ones. But this is one of the more cohesive Leopard teams. 
they run with such a great flow. They understand the responsibilities. They support their teammates. And their effort is always as a unit, not as individuals who make the unit. Uh, it's outstanding. It's a great run they've had so far. It's going to be a good finish to the season. Then we come into one-and-done territory, guys. And uh, hopefully your team, with all the prep you've done to get them there, excel and, and make the big run in the tournament. Bells, let's look at some of the other teams in the area and get your input on them. Uh, who is starting to get better, right, from the beginning of the season to where they are now that maybe we haven't talked about as much from what you've seen as well as what you're hearing from coaches, media members, and, and uh, all the family and friends that you have that go to games? Yeah, the Fed, I would say Glen Oak, uh, they just continue to impress every time I see them. Uh, Jackson is, um, you know, not of a lot of us were talking a lot about Jackson, and I think that's that's too bad in a sense because it's just expected year in and year out. They have a very young team, I think, with one senior on the roster, and they're playing some really solid ball home and away. And Green is just putting their stamp on the season. They are doing things that we expect Green to do each and every year as we expect Jackson. I think Canton South has, still has potential to finish this year strong. Uh, they were a bit of a roller coaster here. In the middle of the season, they're, they're above 500, but they're down in, in league standings. Northwest, uh, man, I mean, we love them over there for football, and that's another outstanding team. I think 11 wins on the year. They've, they've got a really nice trio of kids out there with uh, Ziggler and, and Badger, and I think it's Tristan Pennington. Um, and, and Sandy Valley playing really, really good ball. And the kid nobody really talks about a lot is Nick Petro. We saw him in football. Yeah, is averaging like 13, 13, and 5 a game. It's just game in and game out. And Dante Philo is a solid player. Uh, Luke Williams. They're a really entertaining bunch of kids who have elevated themselves to an 11-win season so far and really have a chance to finish out with about 15 wins in the season. Bell's individual players. You talked about, you know, Nigro. We've talked about Sims. How about some of the other kids outside of McKinley and Louisville that have uh, either lived up to what the expectations were or maybe some surprise players that uh, have taken a major step this year? Yeah, I think Bo Siegfried comes to mind right away because of the game on Friday. Uh, he is just – we've watched his kid from a five foot nine freshman. He's a six foot one senior now, I think. Um, junior. He's elevated. only a junior, Bell. He's, junior. He's got one That's more right. year. He's yeah. elevated himself in, 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 on every facet of the game. He's knocking down about 40% from three. He runs wow. the show. He runs the offense. I really like Bryce Broom over at Glen Oak, their point guard. He is not a big kid, but he doesn't play small. He, he just takes on all comers. Corey Lipkins had his moments in the McKinley game a little too late, but in the fourth quarter, he almost brought him back all the way. Um, Davey Thompson at McKinley, their point guard, is just getting better and better each and every week. Love to watch the kid play. Anthony Fuelline over Jackson, another solid player. And, and one of my favorites all year has been Chris Knight in Maslin. He's just one of those consistent 20 to 25 point kids. Shoots well from deep. I think the last I saw, Chris was hitting 46% from three. Or, or something Damn. of that nature. And the kid that, that's got years to come, but he's impressed everybody this year, is the freshman over at Hoover, Hunter Hershberger. 
uh, along with his teammates, has been just a really fun kid to watch as well. Bells, besides Louisville, all right, because we think yeah. – and you know what? I want to push that question back. I want to ask you this. Okay. Okay. If Louisville's in Division Two, are they considered a state championship frontrunner? I think they have to be up there. Yeah. I and I feel for I, I feel for Coach – you know, with that, because they're they're close. I know they're close. You know, in oh. basketball, it's different than football, right? There's only four divisions, and it's unfair. And I know Thomas talked about that in the past, but I I just wonder. You know, they're they're going to have to beat a St. Ignatius or a St. Ed's to win a state title in D1. But if they were in D2, they'd be one of the favorites, right? Absolutely, and I think with an outstanding chance to make the run to the final four, I truly believe mm-hmm. that. I, those kids are that impressive. They're that much fun to watch. And, uh, yeah, it's a shame in many ways. Uh, I'd love to see them say, okay, well, okay, we're D1. Let's just take it to the court. Let's see what happens in the tournament. But you're right. You're, you're going up against big D1. They're not a big D1. Right. And uh, they're more, to me, of a true D2. In, in D2, D3, that, that sort of situation, boy, they, they just, the sky's the limit where they go. All right, now I forgot what I was going to ask you before, but we'll move on to another question. That's uh, that's hey, when you turn sixty, that happens, Bells. Uh, that's what I was warned, and people are right on that. So uh, let's go in a different direction then uh, with the, you know basketball. As far as oh, I know what it was. We expected what? Louisville to make a run. We expected you know maybe a Jackson and a McKinley out of the Fed. Have you changed your mind on any other teams that could make a deep run in the playoffs based on what you've seen? Oh, boy. Yeah, I think you have to look at um, – I was on that Hoover bandwagon and still am. I'm a big fan of the team. But here comes, you know, the month of January is so crucial as we, we come down the home stretch and we head into February. And now they've rolled off three losses in a row yeah. all to federal league competition, which is what you're going to be up against uh, come tournament time. they got to right that ship. And I know Coach Bluey will do that. And, again, another young team who plays, they're coachable, and I know they can turn this around, but they're running out of time to really find that giddy-up again as we head into the early um, portions of the tournament. That's one team. Canton South was one that I thought really was going to put some numbers up in terms of a potential 15-win season. That's a long shot right now to do that. They're still wow. five and six in the league. They're, I think, nine and seven overall. So they're having their own challenges there, even though there are times where they look like world beaters. They really do. And uh, Maslin, much better than I thought they would be. In a, in a very good way, too. A 10-win season so far, they have a chance to, to lock up a few more, and I think they're one of the teams that when their game is on on both ends of the court, they're going to upset your apple cart, and they're going to be the team to move forward. Dan Belford is our guest. We're talking high school hoops with Bells. He'll join Denny Kincaid tomorrow night. WHBCSports.com is where we will have the McKinley at Louisville game for you. 7 o'clock-ish is tip-off, so uh, find it uh, on the intranet, as they uh, like to say these days. And, Bells, how about attendance for games this year? How's it been uh, in all the gymnasiums you've been at? You know, I, it, it's been great. It really has been. Uh, Louisville never disappoints. It, it, mm. My gosh, there's rarely empty seats when we do games over there, despite uh, the team they're playing. CBA game was jammed. I know this, this game is going to be a packed house. Jackson always brings it. Glen Oak, 
has, but hey, those kids deserve better. I'd love to see more people in the seats at uh, Glen Oak Games. And McKinley always deserves, I feel, at the Fieldhouse to have better crowds than what we've seen. It was a nice showing for the Glen Oak game. And, of course, there was that little fiasco out in the hallway around the yeah. concession stand. But uh, yeah, I think that's worth mentioning, too, and you guys all saw that and have talked about it. These are the type of things that will keep people away from games. Yep. When these things happen and get out of control, where people, if they can't go to an environment and feel comfortable and just know they're going to watch a game, uh, when this extracurricular stuff happens, uh, it, it can really be a, a, just a huge detriment to attendance. We had a nice crowd that night. I'm going to guess somewhere around 2,000, and, and JT, you know, and Kenny, you know, 2,000 in that gym mm-hmm. is deafening. Uh, but that still leaves about 2,500 empty seats. And this, this team is deserving to have better crowds. I truly feel that. Uh, green uh, always brings people, and they travel well. And that's one thing worth mentioning, too, is a lot of the attendance in these, these schools, whether it be Jackson or Green or Glen Oak or, or what have you, they're, they're visiting teams travel well and add mm-hmm. to that atmosphere. And they themselves travel well to their opponents' arenas and their gymnasiums, too. And that's what makes it a vibrant atmosphere. That's what makes a high school basketball fun. And it's been pretty consistent this year. You're always going to have teams that are a little bit down on the win-loss average, and, and people can get a little fickle when that happens. But overall, I think it's been very, very pleasurable to see what we've seen this year. Bells, keep up the great work. You and Denny sound great. And have a great call tomorrow night. Should be a hell of a game as Louisville hosts McKinley. Will do, guys. Thanks so much. You got it, Dan Belford, checking in, and check him out tomorrow night again. WHBCSports.com is where we'll have that game for you tomorrow night. You got Ohio State basketball on the radio. Bells and Denny on the stream. WHBCSports.com tomorrow night around 7 o'clock.